Hello and welcome to the Bridge City Church podcast. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am. We'd love to have a coffee and a chat. We hope you enjoy this week's message. See you at church. Good morning, church. For those that don't know me, my name is Andrew. For those online, Andrew, part of the team here at Bridge City Church. And I just want to thank you for allowing me to share with you this morning. Please join me in prayer. Just put my glasses on so I can see. Father God, I thank you for your word. And I ask that as I share your word this morning, that your words reach and impact everyone here drawing them closer to you. I ask that your words sink deep into the hearts and the minds of all those listening this morning and that all those that are here are blessed by being in your presence. I ask all this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Thank you, Father. Amen. This morning I want to share with you from the Gospel of John, in particular John chapter 5, starting verse 1. In John chapter 5, we read about the paralysed man who'd been laying by a pool for 38 years. Now, reading from verse 1 of the New Living Translation, that's John chapter 5, verse 1. Afterward, Jesus returned to, to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy days. Inside the city, near the sheep gate, was the pool of Bethesda, Bethesda, five with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame or paralysed, lay on the porches. One of the men laying there had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, would you like to get well? I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. Instantly, the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. And I'm just going to leave it there. But what a truly remarkable story. And one that is reflected upon in so many different ways. If you know the story, you know that there are many more verses that we could look into. But... <clears throat> but today, I want, I want us to focus on these verses. You see, verses 1 and 2, they, they set the scene. They, they tell us that Jesus has returned to Jerusalem and it highlights the specific location by telling us that there was a sheep gate near a pool that had five covered porches. A pretty descriptive, highly detailed account of the area. And it's recorded that over time, archaeologists have discovered a two-section pool near the Sheep Gate, matching the description given in John chapter 5, verse 2. The porches were set on pillars, were shaded areas to provide shelter from the sun. The fact that this area had available shade may have been one of the reasons for the large crowd of disabled people that were gathered there. Now, depending on the weather, this, this could have been a very extremely, very busy area. 
And this would have added to the public spectacle of the upcoming miracle. Even more so, the man Jesus is about to heal has been crippled for nearly 40 years. This makes him an extremely effective example of God's healing power. And there would be no doubt that this healing would be miraculous. Furthermore, the pool at the Sheep Gate was reported to be a pool large enough to swim in and deep enough to dive in. The pool was fed from an underground spring so the water would rise and fall and on occasions it would surge out and, and blow like a, a blowhole effect, splashing it and spraying water all over the place. Now the water in the pool reportedly had a very high mineral content and it was considered to have medicinal qualities. In verse 3 we read that it says that there were crowds of sick people. And then at least three things that people were suffering from. It tells us that some in the crowd were blind, some were lame, and some were paralysed. And it says that they were laying there on the porches. While not stating a specific number, it just says crowds of people. So we've gone from a very detailed description of where it is to a fairly vague account of how many people were there. So let's just say that there were lots of people hanging around this pool. And as we read, some of them were blind, some of them were lame, and some of them were paralysed. But they were all there for the same reason, and we'll come to that reason shortly. You'll notice that some Bibles don't have a verse 4 for this chapter. Some Bibles add an expended conclusion to, to verse 3. Now, the New Living Translation, which is the Bible I read, has it as a footnote at the bottom of the page. So I'm going to include it here. The footnote says, Waiting for a certain movement of the water, for an angel of the Lord came from time to time and stirred up the water. And the first person to step in after the water was stirred was healed of whatever disease he had. It is, in my opinion unlike God, to reward only the fastest person. You see, I'm pretty sure that God wants to heal all of his people, not just the first person in the pool. And with that train of thought, many scholars suggest that we, we put our faith in the word of the Lord and, and his written word, not in the legends about angels stirring up water. Verse 5 tells us that one man had been laying there sick, 38 years 38 years can you imagine laying by a pool for 38 years every time you get close to being the first into the pool someone else beats you and they get the healing that you've been longing for now let's remember back in that day there wouldn't have been any Wi-Fi on your phones there wouldn't have been any Netflix or Facebook no games on our phones to steal the hours of the day. And I imagine back then that you, you couldn't just whip out a book and read it to, to fill in the hours, which means that you would have been just sitting there, day in, day out, staring at the water. The days would have been extremely long and very lonely for him. 
Imagine being in his shoes, laying on your mat, scanning the crowd of people, looking for any sign of movement in the water, hoping that today <clears throat> might be the day for you to be healed. Today, you could be the first into the water. Then we read in verse 6, it says, that When Jesus saw him, he knew he had been sick for a very long time. Don't forget, this is Jesus, God himself in human form. Of course he knew he'd been sick for a long time. He's God. And then Jesus asked what must have been the most obvious question ever. You know those, those questions that have you looking the person square in the eye and saying to yourself, did you really just ask me that? While I was reading the scripture, I answered silently in my head on his, on his behalf. Do you, does anyone else do that or is it just me? You know, you know when you're reading scripture and there's a question, a question is asked in the text and before you read the next line, you've already, in your head and sometimes out loud because I've done that before too, um, you answer the question. You answer the question based on what your circumstances are. Well, I answered on his behalf, because that's what we do. And my answer was, obviously, I would like to get well. That's why I've been laying here for 38 years, trying every day to get into the pool. But as we read, that, that's not the answer the man provided. See, he must have seen something in the eyes of Jesus. He says, I can't, sir, for I have no one to put me into the pool. When the water bubbles up, someone else always gets there ahead of me. Haven't we all done this? I mean, don't we still do this today? I mean, don't we stay today say, I can't do this because of whatever reason, or I can't do this because of that person or that circumstances? And just like this man did, we tend to make excuses for not doing things. And then we read in verse 8, Jesus tells him to stand up, pick up your mat and walk. This man had been waiting by a pool for 38 years. Some man he doesn't know has just asked him if he wanted to get well. And now this same man is telling him to stand up, pick up his mat and walk. You see, we, we, as the modern day reader, have the luxury of knowing that this man's name is Jesus. But at the time, the paralysed man, he didn't know who Jesus was. And it says that in the following scriptures. It says, the Jewish leaders objected to him working on the Sabbath. This man had just been healed. But they didn't see the healing. They only saw him carrying his mat, which their laws didn't allow because it was the Sabbath, as we read in verses 11 to 13. But he replied, the man who healed me told me, pick up your mat and walk. Who said such a thing as that, they demanded. And this is, this is an important part. The man didn't know, for Jesus had disappeared into the crowd. He didn't even know who it was that healed him. Now, I can only imagine the thoughts going through this man's head at that moment. 
Almost like the thoughts that went through your head the first time Jesus spoke to you. The first time Jesus asked you to take a step of faith. See, the words of Jesus were telling this man to do something that he wasn't able to do for nearly 40 years. Jesus said to him, stand up, take up your mat and walk. The very next verse tells us that this man was instantly healed. That he stood up, rolled up his mat and began walking. What changed in that instant? Did he jump into the pool? Did Jesus lay hands on him? Did Jesus rub mud and spit onto his legs? No. The, the thing that changed was that he had heard the spoken word of God. And he did what Jesus told him to do. He rolled up his mat. Sorry, he stood up, rolled up his mat, and he walked. Something which he couldn't do on his own. Something that had evaded him for nearly 40 years of his life. Something that can only be described as a miracle. The healing power came from the word of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. In Hebrews 13 verse 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. <clears throat> that same healing power is available to us today. You see, it's not a once-only discounted offer. It's, it's available to us today. And Jesus demonstrated that restorative, transformational healing can only come from one source. And that source is through the word of God, through his son, Jesus Christ. We have it today at our fingertips, in our phones. We have it today to us in this book we call the Bible. And we have it in us. For those of us that have accepted Jesus into our lives as our Lord and Saviour, we have his Holy Spirit deep within our hearts. Sure, there are times when we need to be reminded of the healing, restorative power and the simplicity of scriptures and not be looking for a swimming pool with bubbling water. Like this man, I lived for 38 years before Jesus found me. Jesus found me amongst a crowd of blind, lame and paralysed people. And like this man, I had every excuse under the sun for the way I was living my life. While I wasn't physically blind, lame or paralysed, I now look back over the last 10 years of my life and I see that I was actually blinded. I was, quite, in fact, quite lame and, and I was paralysed. See, being blind doesn't always refer to our lack of eyesight. I was blinded by a fog of depression, a black cloud of self-doubt and loneliness. I was blinded by my circumstances and my inability to see a way through the mess I had made of my life. It's not just our physical bodies that Jesus wants to heal. He also wants to heal our thinking, 
and in particular our thinking about ourselves. Looking back, my thinking was broken, very broken. My, my thoughts were what could be considered lame. I had feelings of being inadequate. I considered myself quite pathetic and generally lousy. and Lots of defeated thinking where I felt I wasn't worthy to continue to draw breath. My thoughts about myself were quite lame. Now being paralysed, again, it doesn't refer to our physical state. You see, I was paralysed by fear. I was paralysed by confusion. And I was controlled by my feelings. I couldn't talk to people. I didn't want people to see me. I would just withdraw into my own little bubble where I felt no one ever needed to see me. Then, just like this man in the scriptures, Jesus knew that I had been ill for a long time. And just like the man in these scriptures, Jesus didn't accept my excuses. He simply asked me, would you like to get well? And then he showed me the way. He taught me to stand on his word. He told me each morning to show up, to spend time with him. He was there by my side to hold my hand, to let me know that he would never let me go. His word, which is the word of God, tells us in 2 Timothy 3 verse 16, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realise what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and it teaches us to do what is right. It corrects us when we are wrong and it teaches us to do what is right. You see, he showed me how to support myself in him and in his word. Jesus, through his word, showed me that I didn't need to be supported by any other, anything other than God himself for his son Jesus. I didn't need a mat to lay on once I accepted his word into my heart. Jesus demonstrated to me that he is where my strength comes from. Psalm 121, verse 2. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Jesus showed me how to walk in faith with him. He demonstrated through his word, Isaiah, 30, verse, Isaiah 40, verse 31. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. All of us, at some point in our lives, have things or circumstances that may be paralysing us in certain areas, keeping us stuck on our own sleeping mat. I want to encourage you today to think about anything that may be keeping you on your mat, any area where you're having difficulty moving forward. Jesus wants to help us 
move forward. See, I, I don't know how long you've been sitting there by the pool, but what I can tell you through these scriptures is that Jesus does see us amongst the crowds of people. Jesus knows that we have been ill for a long time and Jesus hears our lame excuses. But we are offered only one way to be completely healed. That way is through hearing the word of God and then standing up in faith. You see, this, this man's whole reason for being by that pool was to be healed. He would have been studying the surface of that water intensely, watching for the first signs of bubbling so that he could be the first one into the pool to get healing. Then Jesus asked him a question. It doesn't actually state this in the scripture, but out of respect for the person asking the question, I believe he would have had to look up from laying down on his mat. You see, his whole world of thinking to this point was focusing on the pool, which was the source of his healing as he knew it. Then when he shifted his eyes from all that he had known, all that he had placed his hope of healing into, and looked into the eyes of Jesus, his world changed forever. He offered an excuse to stay the way he had always been. And Jesus listened to his excuse and then provided the only way for complete restoration and healing. Jesus, through the power of his spoken word, told him to stand up, pick up his mat and walk. And upon hearing these words, this man was instantly healed and he stood up picked up his mat and began walking. From the moment he took his focus off of his own circumstances, from the moment he took his eyes away from himself, or from whatever was controlling him, he looked at Jesus and was instantly healed. What are you allowing to control your focus? What are you allowing to dictate your day? What are you so focused on that you can't see past it? What is it that's controlling you? For this man spent 38 years being controlled by a pool of water in the hope that this pool could have been able to heal his paralysed body. It was through the words of Jesus Christ that he was healed. Scripture tells us that God, through his son, Jesus, is the only way. When Jesus asks you, would you like to be made well, what are you going to focus on? Are you going to focus on your circumstances, the ways of this world? Are you going to receive the word of Christ? Stand up, pick up your mat and walk. Let me encourage you, like, like this paralysed man did, to look into the loving, forgiving eyes of our Saviour, Jesus Christ, and let him heal every area of your life.
Thank you. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you that you love us so very much that you don't want to leave us crippled on our mats of broken thinking, fear, anxiety, self-doubt, depression or loneliness. Holy Spirit, we ask that you speak to us this morning and show us, <coughs> show us any areas in our lives where we need to take our eyes off of our circumstances and look into the eyes of Jesus. As we look up into the eyes of Jesus, we know it's with your strength and healing that we can get up from our mats and walk. Help us, Lord, to keep our eyes looking into yours because you are God of the impossible. You are the one who brings freedom and healing to every area of our lives. We thank you. We praise you. We love you with all of our hearts and we pray all of this in the most precious and holy name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. If you don't know Jesus, please invite him into your life and allow him to heal you just like he healed this man at the pool who didn't know him. He is waiting for you to look into his eyes and receive the love he has for you. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with all our latest sermons. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church. Or come along to our Sunday service at 10am.